Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Penny C., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. Today is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book on page 47, the third paragraph that begins with, that was great news to us. And we are reading just that one paragraph and we'll be sharing on that. Today's readers are Nina R. for the 12 Steps, Anna S. the 12 Traditions, and the readers of the text are Lynn S. and Lisa H. And Karen K. is our backup today. The newcomer greeter will be Tanya G. And the host for the second hour today is Sandy W. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, March 30th, Eastern Time Meeting, 7 a.m., 16,670. And for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, 16,671. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose is this. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And now I'm going to ask Nina R., to please read the 12 steps for us. Good morning, Nina. Good morning, Penny. This is Nina R., recovering anorexic and bulimic from New York. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, Made, a direct, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, 
taught through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive what we're eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Nina. Uh, And now I'm going to ask Anna S., would you please read the 12 traditions? Good morning. This is Anna S. in New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group would never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, a public, pro- <clears throat> public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you, Anna. That was Anna S. And now here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share... Press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 again to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. So again, today we resume our study of the big book on page 47, the third paragraph that begins with, that was great news to us. And we um, will be asking, I will be asking, I am asking, Lynn S. to please read that for us. Thank you, Penny. That was great news to us. 
for we had assumed we could not make use of spiritual principles unless we accepted many things on faith, which seemed difficult to believe. When people presented us with spiritual approaches, how frequently did we all say, I wish I had what that man has. I'm sure it would work if I could only believe as he believes. But I cannot accept as surely true the many articles of faith which are so plain to him. So it was comforting to learn that we could commence at a simpler level. My name is Lynn S. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. And you know, I came into program, um, I had totally shut the door on God. I didn't have any religious training. I didn't grow up in a home with religion. But a friend of mine had died and... To me, that was just the last straw. So I had purposely shut the door on God. When I came into the program, I was lucky. I got zapped overnight. And so I was all infused with God is wonderful and God is great and all this jazz. But I didn't have any preconceived ideas of what God was or how it should work. And I really didn't have the experience of saying, I wish I had what you guys had. But when some people told me what they did or what they believed in God or how they uh, communicated to God, all I knew was, and it was so clear to me, that wouldn't work for me. It was like I had blinders on. But what I did find was what did work for me. And it was so easy. And it was so simple. And it wasn't along a religious bent at all, but it was along a spiritual bent. And I guess I did take a simple level. It was just, this is how I see God. This is what I believe for now. Um, I, I was very lucky that I had a sponsor who didn't belong to a church, but introduced me to something else. But it didn't matter. It was almost intuitive, a very simple, easy, loving relationship with God who only wanted the best for me and who was helping me along my way. And I must say, you know, over the years, it has developed into something quite different, but it's been the most amazing journey. So I would really encourage everybody, don't get caught up in what you think it should be, but do what works for you. The most amazing thing in developing a conscious contact with a power greater than yourself. It's been an amazing journey for me. All I know is I thank you. I can't do it, God can, and I let him show me, even letting him show me how to develop a relationship with him. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn S. And now, before I take some names of people who would like to share on this paragraph, I'd just like to remind us that um, we really appreciate everything, every uh, comment someone would have, but we ask that if you did share on any of our meetings in the last two days, that's Monday or Tuesday, to please hold back and let other voices be, be 
heard this morning, and I will try my very best to hear everyone. So please just say your name and your last initial, and I will take your names for peop- from people who want to share. Nancy T. Janet H. Hold on. Who was after Who was after Nancy P? Loretta H. I have Nancy P. and Loretta H. That's all. Lisa I think I have a Lisa. Barbara E. And Janet. And who H? Lee H. L-E-I-G-H, is that correct? L-E-E. Just L-E-E, okay. Sharon Thank you. K. All right, I have, and Sharon K, was that correct? Uh, Karen K, my credit zone transfer. Karen, okay, Karen K, all right. So here's what I have for the list right now. I have Nancy P, Lisa, and I'll ask her to give me her initial when she shares, Loretta H, Barbara E, Janet, Lee, and Karen. All right, so let's start with Nancy. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, good morning, Penny. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, everybody. Let me just set my timer here. Uh, Okay, Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts, and there's my timer. So, yeah, I love the word commence, meaning to begin. When I surrendered and as I went through the steps, I knew I had to have something, something, or holy moly, I wasn't going to recover. And I began as I meant to go on. And for just about three and a half years, I haven't found it necessary to change course at all. And I don't find it limiting at all. It actually feels exactly the opposite to me. It feels limitless. I, I tried to hammer myself into a hole called God where I never felt a connection. And I tried for nearly five decades to make it work. I compared how I felt inside to what I heard from others. And I always came up short. And I couldn't make what I heard work for me. And this chapter tells me in black and white that my spiritual life and my recovery are sufficient. And the book says that I need a power sufficient to solve my problems. Nowhere, nowhere does it say I can't be agnostic. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff in in this chapter that comforts me, you know, much to our relief. Yes, we as agnostic temperament have had these thoughts. So what's an agnostic girl to do? You know, what, what I finally did was admit and embrace my agnosticism. I don't waste any time at all thinking about what this thing is or isn't or whatever. I don't care. Instead, this is just what I think, every breath I take is one of gratitude that it works. I don't care about the particulars, what, how, who, where, anything that. I don't care. And to me, I found the idea of God heavy and confining, you know, Catholic God, Jewish God, Protestant God, Hindu God, whatever, God, yuck. And it says in the book that modern thinking is characterized by the willingness to throw away old ideas that don't work in favor of new ideas that do. And I, all I did was to finally, finally throw away this idea that I had to use any conception of God at all, which I'd rather eat glass and drink blood, and embrace the idea that spiritual principles that I define for myself will be the principles by which I live. So boom, problem solved. So I flung my mind out into the ether and really decided for myself. And my idea is simple and spare and no frills and the stripped down model. 
And it's trust, honesty, patience, dependability, compassion, friendliness, generosity, integrity, sympathy, love, and anything else that I want. And I don't have to pre-approve anything. I can change it without notice. And what do I want it to do for me? Make me into those things. And it wasn't that I wasn't generous and kind and loving, but I wasn't consistently so, and not enough of a degree to feel that I was of use to anybody, especially in the way the book describes. And thus was my cornerstone set in place, and no later vicissitude has shaken it. And it works. I never, ever, ever think about food in terms of sneaking, lying, cheating, stealing, or anything like that. Ever, ever, ever. And I do everything that free men do. I go where free men go. I have no limitations. The problem doesn't exist for me, just like what the book says. And I'm not, I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. I get a lot of calls about this, a wicked lot. I'll finish up. And, um, uh, you know, and if you'll forgive the Boston expression, I finally came out of the closet and I made my agnosticism work for me. And today I'm happily, serenely agnostic and recovered. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. And next we have Lisa. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Penny. It's Lisa H. Gratefully recovered from Tennessee. Yes. Um, Thank you. You know, historically, when I was in the disease, I I wanted to try what everybody else tried. I wanted to, um, it, you know, if you tried this diet, I wanted to try that diet. If it worked for you, it would work for me. If you went to church or you read this book, I wanted to do all those things. It was sort of this constantly comparing my insides to other people's outsides. Um, and if I could make my outside look good with the diet, exercise, whatever, then you wouldn't know, you wouldn't be able to tell how painful um, my insights were. Um, and what I came to find out when it says we could commence at a simpler level, because um, the God of my understanding then was out there, up there, um, out of reach for me, inaccessible. Um, and what program, what the big book teaches me is that, you know, deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. And that's where I could start. Um, of course, I had to begin with abstinence, which, you know, after some um, physical um, issues with putting the food down, I, I gained this clarity that, um, that I then could search for this higher power, which indeed was deep down inside me. Um, and I could start, I could start every day in a simple way, trying to get access with this higher power. You know, one of my teachers said they would, um, kneel down at the beginning of the day and say, God, I have no idea who you are, but please help me to stay sane and sober and abstinent today and use the third step prayer and then go about their day. And then at the end of the day, they would say, thank you, God, for keeping me sane, sober, and abstinent today and say the third step prayer. And after a little while, this, the person said, you know, then things started to change. And then they backed up and they said, no, no, then I started to change. Um, so it was, I was so grateful and am so grateful that I can start each day in a very simple way. Right. I mean, I'm identifying in with the previous speaker that I have no that now food is for nutrition for me. Um, when when things get um, difficult, I get irritable. Um, any of those things, food is not even an I mean, it doesn't even occur to me that that's what I want. 
Um, and, and again, right, life happens and things are difficult. And what I know now is that this power that resides deep down inside of me is always here, is always present, and I can always access it in a simple way. I don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be difficult. I don't have to compare my God to your God um, because what I have found works. And with this, I have a 24-hour reprieve, and if I wake up and do it again today and tomorrow and the next day, I'm going to live in this, um, in this fourth dimension. Anyway, thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Lisa H. And next we have Loretta H. Good morning, Loretta. Good morning, Penny, and good morning, Melody, and good morning, Lynn, and everyone who's on this line that's saving my life. This is Loretta H. I am recovered, and I live in Raleigh. And uh, the two sentences, difficult and simple, with those two sentences, um, it's like a dichotomy, and it's kind of, um, you know, like they shouldn't be together. But I looked up the word difficult, and it's as demanding, baffling, and painful, which was my disease, and then simply... Uh, which is humble, lack of knowledge or expertise, unconditional sense. And then what came up on my Google was uh, simply difficult. And it was to promote whatever is true, noble, and so, so that people can see the beauty of the world. And that is what I got from today I get from my God. But initially I got that from seeing it in another human being. Um, as others have shared, I came in as an agnostic, not having any knowledge of God, not wanting to know God because he didn't do anything for me. And with God's grace, uh, I was able to, 20 years ago plus, actually give somebody my food. And ironically, as I shared, have shared before, she was a nutritionist and she came into my home and took all the bad stuff out of my house. If that wasn't God, what was it? And, you know, that was a spiritual experience. But in order for me to have this awakening, I must develop a relationship with a higher power. And that means every single minute I have to be up close and personal with him. And as I also shared, I have a date with God. I get up early and I have a date with God in the morning. And then throughout the day, I really do try to keep them in my pocket. When I initially came into the rooms, I used to take the serenity chip and keep it in my pocket when I worked, just in case I got out of sorts. And I would hold on to that and I would say, okay, God, you've got it. And this relationship has developed. It has given me a life beyond my wildest dreams, and I can get through anything, uh, anything with God, the 12 steps, and my fellow uh, travelers. And I'm so grateful because um, I lived in the disease for 54 years, and today I'm 73. And, you know, God has just graced me with so much neutrality around a lot of things, not only food. And it's because of you, God, and the work 
that has to be done every day and that relationship that I need to develop minute by minute. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta H. And next, I'm going to ask Barbara E. if she'd like to share. Indeed, I would. The shares have been so revealing. Uh, Well, I heard someone say at a meeting that this was her model, and I've made some modifications to it to fit me. She said her her model was ask. A was aware of why I'm angry, revealed to my higher power, and I added in, the power I couldn't feel, and then S for seek him out and surrender for the power I wasn't feeling yet, and K, the knowledge of how uh, would God would have me be and get the knowledge and power to carry it out. Well, I kept saying to my sponsor, I don't feel it, and she kept saying, act as if, and it'll come to you. It may be not a power, a figure. It could be an amorphous uh, God to you. But whatever it is, you'll feel it when the time is right. And for me now, in 2020, my God, is it 2021? No food tastes as good as my feeling of my God power makes me feel. I remember when we used to say nothing tastes as good as abstinence peels. That was 20 years ago. And I know I must continue to unblock myself to, be, to bring myself closer to my higher power, remembering to say thy will and mine be one. To get better, I have to connect with the higher power of my understanding. So when static starts to come into my mind, it's important to pause and reconnect with my tech man, my higher power, if you will. And the high, my higher power is in the pause. And I need to make that connection multiple times during the day and make at least three outreach calls to ask another fellow how they're doing. And when I'm feeling fear, worry, anger, and self-pity, I know it's not worth being addicted to these. It's much better for me to ask this tech man, my master gardener, to lead me to love, acceptance, and forgiveness. And God is sort of like an old-fashioned projector, running the film one frame at a time. He or she or it may see the whole film. It's my job to keep the projector plugged in. It's my job to be willing to see the film one frame in God's time. And now that it's spring, I'm going to start to plant my flowers. And I have to be vigilant to pull out the weeds that are capable of strangling the tiny buds that allow my flowers to blossom. And my character defects are like these weeds. I'll I'll just finish up. They were strangling me and had to be rooted out. If I was ever to experience the promises this beautiful program offered me. Thank you, Pat. Thanks, Barbara E. And next we have Janet. Good morning, Janet. 
Good morning. This is Janet B. Recovered from compulsive eating and bulimia in New Jersey. So I remember my last binge. It was right before a meeting. I was stuffing bagel chips down my throat behind a locked bathroom door. And I went to a meeting. And at that meeting, I took a sponsor who I knew would let me get away with nothing, who I was terrified of because I knew I couldn't game this person. And I left the meeting and I had believed in God, but for six and a half years, I'd been trying to stop binging and it didn't work. And even though I'd been binging an hour before the meeting, five minutes before the meeting, right after the meeting, I went outside and I said a prayer. And I said, God, I've always had fixed ideas of what you are like and how to worship you. I'm willing to admit it's all wrong and to start over and let you show me what you're like and how to worship you. And that was the last time I binged. Um, And I think maybe the prayer opened the door. Well, the prayer definitely opened the door. But the first line here I think is really important, the first line of this paragraph, that um, we have to start making use of spiritual principles. And I think what kept me abstinent then and has kept me abstinent through the years is that night I made a commitment that I was going to be honest no matter what. So that meant... If, I, um, if there was something I did that I thought my sponsor might drop me, I said it anyway because I knew I had to be honest. I refused to make an idol out of my sponsor and being sponsored by that person. Um, I started self-sacrifice right, way, right away. I didn't know how to help people. I lived in New York City. I made sandwiches for homeless people. Um, I started doing what I knew how to do, no matter what. I could be honest. I could be useful to other people. And I can try and think, God, what would you have me do and set about doing it? Um, And I found that just if I keep living my life that, that way, looking to see what God would have me do, looking to be honest and looking to be useful to others, then I'm working these spiritual principles. And as this program promises, then I am and will remain safe and protected by God's grace. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janet B. And next we have Lee. Good morning, Penny. This is Lee H., and I do spell it with two E's. And I'm from Tennessee, and my heart is beating really fast. So I think that that for me that means I'm supposed to share, and maybe I'll calm down. I, I have to say that the last line in this chapter saved my life many years ago when I wasn't even in this program. I was in another 12-step program where it says, but he has come to all who have honestly sought him. When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. And that last line just cleared it away. And it was a simpler, it was a simpler way to reach my higher power. And I made the connection. And I remember exactly where I was. I was walking down a street and it was like that sentence came to my mind and things just looked so clear and I could feel the wind on my face. I could just see these trees so clearly. Um, Another thing I want to just say is that um, we've been having some, you know, terrible floods down here in, in Tennessee and our house flooded 10 years ago. And this past Sunday, um, it, the, we had another terrible flood and it came really close to our house and I was just 
in my little quiet room and I just remember asking God to just help me and and I knew he would protect us if it happened again and I was just at a total peace um it just his peace just came over me and I just really attribute it to the practice of this program and um as my other buddy in Tennessee talked about just this practice of every morning um you know just asking God to direct my thinking and then asking him to just uh allow me to come to him during the day when I need him or when when I think of him or think of a situation where I need his help and then just um thanking him getting on my knees and thanking him each night for a good day and um I'm just so grateful to be here in this program that is helping me to get clearer and clearer with my higher power and this morning I was reminded that taste and see that God is good and he sure does taste better than any food I could ever put in my mouth and I'm so grateful to be here this morning thank you so much Penny for your service I'll pass thank you Lee H and now uh, Karen K it's your turn good morning I'm Karen K recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse New York at my credit stone transfer and thank you Penny C for your service and all who make this meeting possible uh, my my eyes look at the paragraph before, you know, assuming I've taken step two and I read the spiritual experience and can I relate to any of that? And of course, it is great news. Um, for me, it's um, it's my personal relationship with the God of my understanding. Um in the very beginning when I came into program, you know, I, I wish I had, you know, what what people had in the relationship with God because they seemed so at perfect ease with themselves. But what I learned was the only way I was going to get that was by taking the steps, getting out of God's way and taking the steps. And one by one by one, God touched my heart. And then from that first coming back meeting, I had that warm sensation that went down my back and there was really no desire to pick up food from that first meeting. And I'll, I'll never forget that. And I didn't, I never shared it with anyone until I was on the, a, a big book study meeting that I go to on a daily basis. Um, it's really, God has to be the center or higher power, whatever you want to call it. Um, in the center of my life and the beginning of my day throughout the day. It's not someone that I book in and my day and end my day with. Um, I have a, a, a really good fellow that I work with um, at night and we do our retire at night together and we do our gratitudes together. Without um, those two, three elements in my program, and obviously having the food down, you know, I don't put anything down. I don't do anything. God does it for me. There are things that God does for me, not to me, to make my life a happy place to be, or at least at peace and ease. Um, 
you know, life is simple. It doesn't have to be hard. Life is simple. And this paragraph talks about, you know, even the last sentence. So it was comforting to learn that it would be convinced to be a simpler life. I don't need drama and chaos in my life today. And uh, I'm so blessed to know that when I'm having my day that I keep my cake hole shut. And it's not a bunk cake. It's not an angel food cake. It's my mouth. I keep my mouth shut. And then I wake up the next morning and say, oh, I'm so grateful I didn't say that to that person. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for for closing my mouth because I don't want to be right these days. I want to be I want to be peaceful, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Karen Kay. And before I take more names for pe- from people who would like to share, let me also remind us that we are on page forty-seven in Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, the third paragraph that begins with "That was great news to us." And now I'm ready to take more names. Please, I'll do my best again. Go ahead. Darian. Who would like? Who was that? Darian. Darian. Yep. Darian K. You got it. Polly Q. Polly Q. Carmella G. Carmella. Christine G. Christine G. G. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyone else want to get on that list? Okay, I have Darian K, Polly Q, Carmela G, Christine G, and if I don't hear anyone else, we're going to go right to Darian. Go ahead, Darian. Oh, good morning, Penny. This is um, Darian K um, in the Berkshires of Massachusetts, recovered compulsive overeater, and um, good to hear you. Um, I um, yeah, I so appreciate all the shares um, because. I needed it today. I definitely needed it today. And it's been almost a theme of the week um, for me <clears throat> about spirituality, higher power. Um, you know, the key um, is to, you know, just, just believe, believe that you believe. Um, because sometimes I close my eyes, you know, in prayer and I, it's just blank. It's just, <laughs> it's just nothingness. Um, and I think, is this is this real? Is this like I know I'm doing the drill per se, but you know, is it real? Now, then I look back and I've been in program thirty four years and I see all the things I've been literally carried through that I thought, oh, no one could get through this or that. Be it good times or bad. Um and that's how I see. That's how I see, yeah. You know what? There was something greater than me um, out there giving me the strength, my courage, um, and fortitude to do whatever I needed to do, um, you know, that was difficult, um, that I thought was impossible. And so, um, you know, and then when I speak to people, um, you know, whether a newcomer or, you know, one of the seasoned long timers, um, you know, I hear, I hear the miracles that have happened in their lives um and just even putting down the food for a day right and being in awe of that for a new person um to me that's just one of the miracles i get to experience 
um, when I call that person. So, you know, simple, right? Because we can complicate things. And for me, I, I definitely do. I don't like things complicated, but my mind complicates them so that I can be like, oh my God, I can't, right? So um, for today, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to just breathe, right? And know, like people say, God's in the pause. God is there for me. God is in the beauty of the little tiny crocuses that are starting to come up. And that just happens every year at the same time. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. So nature, nature to me is very, very synonymous with God too. So I'm so grateful for all of you and um, for this meeting. And thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Darian Kay. And next, Polly Q, it's your turn. Hi, um, this is Polly Q in Northern California Recovered. Thank you, moderator, for your service. Um, yeah, I, you know, I didn't wake up in faith this morning. Uh, I woke up spinning in my head. And um, I've really appreciated the shares. I appreciate the paragraph uh, because um, I... Because when, the problem with me and the way that I uh, dealt with my problems and with the disease and my personality and on and on and on and on was that I returned to self-doubt. You know, I rode the fence with a higher power. I just rode the fence. You know, if if it was a good day, then hallelujah, God's wonderful. You know, if... Uh, if uh, if I got my way, if something worked out, you know, um, then great. Wow, it's great. And isn't God good? You know, and, um, but, of course, there's that opposite, you know, where, oh, it didn't work out, and I'm not good enough, and they're not good enough, and, and uh, so, you know, God's not good enough. And that was, um, that you know, and then I would start again. I would start again, start again, you know. And the truth is that um, I didn't, you know, my faith never grew there because I rode that fence all the time. And, you know, today I, I, I know that, wow, I mean, I'm in or I'm out. That's how I choose today. I'm in or I'm out, you know. I... My faith just cannot depend on the circumstances of my life. If it does, then I'll eat. I'll get to a place of panic, and I'll eat. And the difference today is when I get into the place of panic, I've learned by listening to you guys how to work those steps and get out of it. And, And to work them every day so that I can stay out of it, or at least I can stay aware of it before I jump back in, before I get to that place where I'm going to grab food because, oh, my God, you know, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. And and so I have to accept that my humanness, and then I I have to say, okay, God, this is what you've got. This is who I am. This is what you've got to work with. And I'm yours. I'm yours. And I'm gonna I'm gonna believe in me today because I'm gonna believe in you today. 
And I know that you're just going to walk me through and it's just going to be today and it'll be okay. And I, you know, it's a, it's a real continual thing. And I'm so grateful for the program for that. I'm so grateful today that I don't have to ride that fence. That's time, Polly. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Polly, too. And now Carmela. Good morning, Carmela G. Good morning, Penny. Thank you so much for your service and for everyone on the line this morning. My name is Carmela G, and I am a grateful compulsive overeater recovered for today. The line that got me this morning was, so it was comforting to learn that we could commence at a simpler level. Now, prior to program, I I was God. You see, I knew everything. I was um, brought to this life, and for six decades, I was the boss. And my higher power was my servant. And that's the way it was, period. And if he didn't listen, I would argue and say, what do you want, vacation? What's your problem? I never, my ego was so big, but yet so fragile, I never saw any of my own actions. And it was only through getting fatter and fatter and my solution to all my problems was not helping. It was destroying me and nearly took my life that brought me into program. So I came into program because I wanted to live. I never asked God. I asked God to make me thin. But I sat on the porch and ate. Well, I thought he was going to make me thin. Just wave that magic wand. But today, I fully understand that I must have that relationship with him. And that agnostic behavior stopped. And today, I know who's in charge. And I know that I am not God. And every morning, I ask him, so what is it? you have for me today. And unfortunately, life has not changed for the better. Life is going to be life. I have a great niece at the age of 47 that's near death. I have a dear friend that's near death. I must accept that God knows what he's doing when he gave them these illnesses. And I talk to him and I speak to him every moment throughout the day And I breathe, and I know that I'm not in charge. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carmela G. And now, Christine G. Good morning. Christine? Okay, maybe she had to drop off. All right, I think we can take... um, Two or three more names. Is this Christine? Let me let me take two at least two names and maybe we might be able to get three. Who else would like Christine to share? G. Christine oh, G. Christine G. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Christine. I thought I, I thought I was on 
And oh, we, we, we thank were you searching so much for, for your you. Yes, thank you for your service so much. Um, the same line, comforting to learn that we can commence at a simpler level. That is so what spoke to me in this reading. And I grew up with a lot of, well, all around me, a lot of formal prayer and formal religion of different types, okay? And, uh, oh, it was just so beautiful to get the support through these meetings and uh, the Holy Spirit, God's grace, to learn to talk to God on a very personal level and to find, like, the Holy Spirit within, for lack of a better word, and to just accept him, you know, and form a relationship that's just been so much a part of my program and and, um, blessed me in such a way that now I can take the formal religious practices and look for, I guess you could call it the Holy Spirit in there, and keep praying for the voice that speaks to me. I hope this makes sense. But that's what I do, and I can talk to my family now, who's very formally religious, um, and just take, keep it simple. Just take the wisdom from what they say and, and, and treasure it and learn. You know, the book talks about that. Just uh, they have a lot to give, and I don't have to reject it anymore. I don't have to. And other types of formal religions, I don't have to reject or bad mouth or anything. They have a lot there. Um, my judgment, me being judgmental them, now that's a problem sometimes. And I've learned that through this program. And so it's just been a treasure to learn to pray. For me, I like formal prayers, but mostly informal prayers, just talking to God throughout the day. And my weight has just melted off since I started that. And it's wonderful, you know, to be healthier and uh, inspired. So I'm grateful so much to the support of this fellowship because it was, I believe, this is me, okay, the Holy Spirit working through all of you or God, whatever you want to call it, the wisdom, so, and through Bill Wilson and all that. And I'm I'm rambling. Just grateful to be here, and thank you all for coming. Thank you, Christine G. Okay, so we can take two more. Who Who wants to take those spots? Do you have two more people who would like to share? Matt JF. Matt JF. Who was after Matt JF? Devorah S. Devorah or Laura? Devorah. Devorah. Okay, go ahead. All right, thank you. And go ahead, Matt. Thank you, Penny, and thank you for your service this month and every month and everyone who brings this meeting possible. Uh, this is Matt JF, as in junk food, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater living gratefully in Kentucky. Um, what I, I want to thank everyone for the shares this morning and yesterday morning. The first hour was just spectacular, and today is too. And uh, what comes up for me is that, that it wasn't, for me, it wasn't so much a matter of believing like figuring out what to believe in as just releasing my belief in not anything. I wasn't an atheist. I was an agnostic. I was pretty sure there was something out there. 
you know, at a cosmic level. But, you know, I don't live at a cosmic level. So however sure I was that there was something out there, I was much more sure that if there was, it didn't have anything to do with me. And it was that certainty that was blocking me from faith my entire life. I grew up with no religion at all. I prayed maybe six or seven times in my entire life. Other than like, you know, bowing my head and keeping quiet during grace at holidays and things like that. And um, it was only in releasing that certainty that I knew that if there was a God, it had nothing to do with me. And every other sort of belief in non-belief that I had and once I did that, and I did, it wasn't a conscious choice. You know, the, it, 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 faith just was there. And I think it had been there all along. I just had cloaked it in this, you know, intellectual certainty that I knew, which is so laughable. And when I think now about how I go about my day and I recognize that, you know, I live in my skin. And I'm barely aware of what's going on inside my own skin most of the time. And I don't just mean autonomous, like I'm not aware of my heart beating. I mean like in my head, in my heart, I'm barely aware of the smallest sliver of what's actually going on. What makes me think I could be any amount aware of anything that's going on inside anyone else's skin or head or heart or anything outside me? I don't know a damn thing. So it was only by embracing my total ignorance that I was able to find faith. And, and I needed it to be simple. You know, I just, I embraced that God is everything, period. Because I'm an addict. Black and white thinking is my thing. Rationalization is my thing too. And if, that's, if it's not that cut and dried, that God is everything, then I'll rationalize my way into anything. So I'm just, I'm grateful for this morning and I'm grateful for this meeting and everyone on it. And I pass. Thank you very much, Matt. And Devorah, we're down to just one minute. I wonder if you could be so kind as to just take one minute. Devorah? Yeah, I'm right here. Thank you so much, Penny, and everyone on the line that makes this meeting possible. So that was great news for us. What was that to that? That's that was that do I now believe or am I willing to believe that there's a power greater than myself in the previous paragraph? And, um, you know, I had to think about that because I knew that there was a power greater than me. I, I grew up with that power, but I had to stop playing that power. And, you know, this is where I'm learning day by day, every day, is to surrender, to surrender my will with God's will, each to God's will, and to let him do his job. I'm not the God. You know, I have to, every single day, I surrender. I take the first few steps. I work the steps each day, and I let it go. And that, to me, you know, because I've heard other people say as well, you know, you know, I was running the show. I was God, and I was doing that unintentionally. I didn't even know it. So it's such a relief to be able to surrender and know that God knows what's best for me, and he is handling everything. And um, I had to, along with putting down the food, 
that is the biggest freedom that I can have each day, and I'm just so grateful to be part of this. Thank you so much, and okay. And thank you, Devorah, for for streamlining that that wonderful share. And now uh, we're going to um, thank everyone who shared, everyone who attended today. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, March 31st, 2021, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 16,678-16678. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164. A vision uh, will, let's see, Lisa H. read from A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Penny. Um, Lisa H. here again, recovered in Tennessee. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.